You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American, recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Eric's America. Trying something a little different tonight. I'm going to kind of give an opening statement. It has never been more imperative than now to erase the labeling of minority groups. Moreover, it should be a positive affirmation to be an American. No longer can we or should we enable any political or social organization to use the labeling to show oppression or the appearance of it. There cannot and should not be a legal ramification for this matter. It, however, should be a mission of all parties to completely and forever change this practice. This destructive practice and ideology has been so divisive and truly un-American. The arrogance of wealthy politicians to demean all these Americans by labeling and categorizing them shows that they, at their core, Now, elaborating on this, the idea that everyone has sort of a hyphenated name, you're an African-American, you're a this American, you're a that American, that's what I'm talking about. It is a ridiculous, inane practice that still goes on every day, all over, all over any shows, anywhere you look. And to me, I find it ridiculous. The whole idea to equal everything is to be an American and an American only. It's the only true way to do it. You can't be, I mean, take myself. I'm an Irish American or whatever. doesn't play. I'm just an American. I was born here. I work here, pay taxes here, I vote here. I am an American, and it should not matter what color, what creed, any of it, what religion, what sexual preference, none of that matters. It should not be hyphenated in front of American. This is truly a huge issue. So long now, many of these extreme left, especially, has used this as a power to use it to attain power. The sad part is the only way that this is effective is by singling out these individual groups, labeling them, categorizing them, and then trying to prove that they are being oppressed. The easiest way to erase that is by just being Americans. And this goes on both parties all over every social, economic, everything has some kind of label or category. I find this ridiculous. There are wealthy Americans. There are poor Americans. They're hardworking. There's lazy. There's all type of Americans. So how do we stop using this? Well, it's very simple. Someone introduces someone on a show and says, well, this person is blah, blah, blah. Just say they're an American. We don't need to know who they go home with at night. You would find, much more often, that a whole lot of prejudices start to go away and fade into the background when you don't put it out there with blinking lights in front of every time you introduce someone or introduce a group. If you say a group of Americans are unhappy about this or a group of Americans are unhappy about that, more people are apt to pay attention. When you label in front of it, that starts to let people know what they need and don't need to pay attention to. Although maybe some of these practices were started out of a good place, they have definitely become a hindrance to all. And it's just one of the many issues that do need addressed. So, some of the great, great labels that do bother me. Besides 
things like gay American, African American, all this. We're all just Americans. It's much easier to get through things. It's much easier to get everyone to pay attention and actually care. The other one that has started to really bother me is illegal immigrant. Now, I know that it's been a practice for years and years for not only political parties and social groups, but media to instantly start adding syllables to make something either less offensive or to make it sound better than what it is. This has finally reached a point that I can't stand it. Immigrants are people who come here, want to become citizens, and move on. Legitimizing that by calling them illegal immigrants bothers me. They are neither U.S. citizens, nor are they trying to immigrate here. Let's call them what they are. For the most part, what we are talking about are Mexican nationals. And I have no problem with labeling them as same. Now, the whole idea that we are now supposed to adopt is that these people who are trying to skip the line, cut in front, get in front of everyone, is now suddenly gaining more attention than all other American citizens. This I have a huge problem with. It's not about people immigrating to the U.S. and wanting to become U.S. citizens and and working to make this a greater country. It's not my problem at all. In fact, that's been going on, oh, wait a minute, since this country began. And I don't think you'll be hard-pressed to find that most people have no issue with this idea. What people do have an issue with is people not taking the steps needed to attain what I feel is one of the greatest honors that you can get anywhere in the world, and that is to be an American citizen. A lot of other people feel this way too, or this problem wouldn't exist. So, the newest policy that I've heard about that actually makes me cringe and is actually being talked about now is the new way forward. It is absolute an abomination and I have to go and read more of it, although I have to take breaks because it makes me so angry that I have to put it down before I set something on fire. Now, the huge premise of this is that anyone who sets foot on U.S. soil for any amount of time, this becomes their home. Now, there are many, many, many reasons that is absurd, and why anyone, self-respecting person that has been voted into office by hard-working Americans should put this forward as an idea, I will never know. I do have some suspicions, but not sure that that can be proven. The other idea is that we should go and bring back people that we have deported and let everyone who can manage to get foot on U.S. soil should suddenly become citizens and moreover we should then focus all of our money and ability to building them up and just forget about everyone else they are literally talking about going and finding deportees that have been accused of crimes at taxpayers expense to be flown back to the u.s to come back to their homeland this is the most insane bit of legislation legislation that I've ever heard of, but I'm sure it's not the worst. I'm sure there is much, much more that we never, ever have to go through because it is killed long before it gets any, any ground that would probably make your head hurt as, wor- as bad, if not worse. But this one suddenly seems to be at the top of my priority list. Now, I'm going to be reading more and more into this because, to me, my head still hurts from even uttering these ideas. So, what would be the reason? What would be the actual reason someone in power would suddenly make a comment 
that I saw the other night with Mayor Pete said, well, these people are just as American or not more than you are. Why would someone make such a dumb statement? And I'm not being rude. I'm just being honest. That is a dumb statement. Why would you make this statement? Well, the idea is when you have lost the support of most Americans, which most of them have, and they're never gaining that support, then where do you turn for a voter base? The idea is if you can get enough enough of them across the border and you give them licenses and you harbor them and you fight off the big mean government that's trying to get them and send them back to wherever they came from, then you suddenly have a great voter base. All they need is an ID, they'll go in and vote, and now you attain power. Again, this is another example. They're starting to lose their argument with other groups. Other groups of Americans, notice I said groups of Americans, because I'm tired of labeling everybody. It's a silly, ridiculous practice. It should end. So they are starting to lose bases with a lot of different groups of Americans. Well, it's really, really hard to then keep and maintain power if no one's going to vote for you. And that's a huge problem because most, and I do say most, and we're going to see very soon what most means, most of Americans are never ever going to agree with these radical views, mostly because we've all been brought up, educated, and are very, very happy with the American system. We like things like free markets and capitalism. It's what gives us all a chance to attain a better life. We don't have caps on how much money we can make, and we certainly don't have the insane, absorbent taxes that come with socialism, nor would it ever pass. The fact that there are people out there trying to pass it, it's just sad. It's just sad. It's actually an affront. It's actually one of the main reasons we became a country was the insane taxation of a dictatorship and a monarchy. Strangely enough, several hundred years later, we have a whole group of people who now think we should return to this. Now, they call it a revolution. They call it progression. I call it regression and oppression. And it needs to definitely be stomped out now. Now, I, like a lot of other people, viewed some of the debate the other night. I mean, I couldn't watch the whole thing because mostly it was ridiculous. But it was entertaining, and we all need some entertainment, that is for sure. Never can go wrong with that. Now, one of my favorite parts ever, and I really want to get it recorded so I can use it as a sound effect... I mean, how many times ever in your life will you get to see not only a member of Congress, but a Harvard Law professor very, very articulately say horse-faced lesbian? That was priceless. It was great. It was one of the best things I've ever seen or heard in my life. And I've got to get that so I can use it for a sound effect because that is hilarious. And it was great. But it was ridiculous. Let's be honest. I mean, they, it's, it's a dumpster fire. And it really, to me, leads to the destruction of the Democratic Party, which personally, I, it's not hurting my feelings. I'm just hoping that a lot of this soon starts to trickle down so we can get rid of people like Pelosi and AOC and and some of this just insane, insane, un-American, very horrible ideas. Now, I know I was joking in a previous episode about how apparently the great Ivy League and all these places apparently don't teach math anymore. The scary part for me 
is I'm wondering how many other places teach math. Because instead of having a stupid debate that if some crazy billionaire from New York called somebody a horse-faced lesbian, I will never let go of that. It's hilarious. But started doing the math on some of these ideas. Literally. Here's a quick math fact for you. Run this one around. If you took all the wealth from the upper 1% that they love to scream and yell about on that stage, if you took all of their wealth, you still could not pay for one, one of Bernie's plans. One. Not, oh, you couldn't afford all of them. You couldn't afford one. And that's if you take all their money. So if there's any delusion still left out there that somehow they're going to take the money from the rich and help all the poor, like I said, it's back to math. You could take all their wealth and you still couldn't afford these ideas. And one of my favorite things is, of course, crazy Bernie gets accused of being a communist, which he is, gets, you know, all of his great, which I, I'd got to work on my Bernie voice. Cause if I hear the, I wish I could phonetically write it out in a tweet to tell everybody about billionaires. It's great. He's terrible. It's awful. But you know, it was funny. They said, you know, what a great country to live in. The one self-proclaimed socialist is a millionaire who has three homes. Who's never worked at anything else in his life. He's completely a bureaucrat, which is what he wants to turn most of America into and people don't understand what socialism is and I will continue to beat people over the head with it the more and more they listen it is the government takeover of all major industries caps on earning amounts taxes that you would not even fathom I think his favorite thing to say is well I'm not communist I'm more like Denmark yeah have you ever heard of people lining up to get into Denmark do you think they have people lining up to pay between 45% and 65% of their income to the government, you think that there's a line for that? No, there is not. There's absolutely not. And it's a disgrace. It's a it's absolute bankruptcy hellhole. Yes, people have health care. But they're paying out the nose for it. 65% of your income. Now, if you took 65% of your income away on top of having caps on how much you can earn, can you even imagine what that does? And there's people out there running around screaming, flipping out, attacking people because they want this. The problem is they have no idea what they're signing up for. They have no idea what they're screaming about because if they did, They'd be screaming at him. They act like it's some kind of great liberation, like they're the liberation army. And when they're trying to beat people over the head to go into enslavement. It's sickening. It's absurd. And it is why we should educate people better. And I will continue to say that until I can't say it anymore. We do need to educate people better. We got to get way away from all this crazy bias, all the money that gets pumped in from foreign nations to corrupt our schools and our heads of state. We've got to put an end to this. It goes back to the whole Russia collusion on the election. Russia has no interest in electing Donald Trump. Never has. Never would. It's actually the most asinine theory I've ever heard. If you think Russia wants to elect someone who's more likely to go to war with them or much more likely to promote free markets and free trade and better trade agreements for the U.S. and more sanctions against them and arming their enemies. That sounds... It's an easy sell. But people believe it. Are they involved in our elections? They have been for a very, they've meddled for a long, long, long time. The problem is they're not interested in promoting one candidate or another, or maybe in this case, they'd be, be they might be helping Bernie because Bernie's just the kind of guy they want. I mean, 
if he could get anything past any of his crazy ideas passed, then it wouldn't be long before they could just walk in and take the whole place over. I mean, we don't need military. We're going to cut all the military. We're going to bankrupt every American. And we're going to stand in the street and scream till we're red in the face about all the billionaires everywhere. While him and his buddies will be the ruling class. With their hands in every bit of your life. Welcome to socialism. That's that's what it is. I mean, I don't care how many ways you want to paint it with a different brush. It's a duck. It looks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. It's a damn duck. That's all I have to say about that. But back to Russia meddling in America's elections. Well, of course they do. Their biggest achievement would be to create huge protest and disruptment because the whole point has always been that they can de- that democracy doesn't work and people can't govern themselves and any instability here means a chance that they can get their foot in the door somewhere else the easiest way we all know the easiest way to get something by somebody is you create create a big disturbance somewhere and while they're watching that you walk right in the front door so if you get people all wound up and you get protests and people revolting against their election, well, then you can take care of things. They're not going to be worried about what you do to Ukraine or you're not going to be worried about what you do in Syria. Why? Because they're all watching the shit show that's going on right here. And they're all worried about the dumpster fire that's happening here. So they're not worried about what's going on over here. The only interest they have is their own interest, which is where most people lie. That's why things like free markets and capitalism win. Because it goes to the basic human condition. We are all, to some degree, self-centered. That's just part of being a human. That's just part of who we are. We are much more worried about ourself than, say, the guy down the street that we don't even know his name. The idea that suddenly everyone is going to collectively work to support the whole, I mean, it's been tried many times. It doesn't work. It's a terrible idea. It leads to horrible dictatorship, authoritarianism, and they piggyback it on the very thing that I started the whole episode with. See, the premise from Russia and China and every dictatorship there's ever been and every kind of authoritarian government and repressive government is the reason that democracy can't work is because of racism and classism. And they say that there's no way that all these groups can keep working together to make a whole country. And they have worked at this for many, many, many years. And I know people go around and say, well, you know, you know, Russia's gone or, you know, well, China's this or that. I mean, come on, seriously. I mean, no, they're not the old Russia. No, they're not. Doesn't mean they wouldn't like to be. It doesn't mean they won't work to be. Because as we all know, that's what we've been fighting for for a long time, is to get back to where we think we were the best. It's what everybody does. It's what people do. People talk about, Well, man, I used to be so great at this. Boy, I'd like to get back there. It's a human condition. And people do this all the time. And that's fine as long as you're reminiscing about how great you were in high school or how great you were in college or what the case may be. But when you're talking about rebuilding empires and huge communist stronghold, yeah, not so much. But never forget, these people still are our enemy. And yes, a whole lot of the world envies what we have. Why? Because it is the greatest country on earth. 
And two, because it's ran like no other country is on earth. And people are free. And people are freer than they are anywhere else on earth. And you point to things like, well, well, Europe, they're free. Most of them have mostly socialist ideas. So how free are they? No, well, they have health care. Yes, and they pay a huge amount of money for it. Now, whereas it sounds great that everybody has health insurance, the more American idea is to have many tiers so you have a choice. Choice is very important in this country. It always has been, always will be. Not having a government tell you what you have to do when it comes to, say, insurance. Say I want to work a little harder to where I can afford this little bit more, this little bit better. That is what capitalism does. It makes people want to achieve. It's been proven. That is why we are the greatest country on earth. That's why we are the richest nation on earth. It's not because we suddenly have a birthright to it. It's because many millions of people have worked and worked to better it for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And that is how it keeps building because you have choice, because you have freedom, because you have the ability that does not matter who you are. If you work hard, stay dedicated, you can achieve. And these ideas aren't new. They've been working here for several hundred years. In fact, it won't be long. Not too much longer. We're at 200 and almost at 250 years. Now, to some people that may seem like a really long time, but as in nations go and countries go, it's actually very, very short. And we are the new guy. We are the new way of life. And whereas I don't personally think we need to go and beat the rest of the world over the head with democracy if they don't want it, I guess I fall a little bit more in the libertarian angle there. I don't think we should be out forcing our way of life and conquering nations. It's not what I want to do. But I also feel that we do need to defend our our way of life when it comes under attack. And I definitely believe that we have to defend our allies. And like it's been said many times in the last several years, as long as our allies are putting up as well as we are, and not just trying to use us for our wealth. That's completely fine with me. That's that's part of the sacrifice that comes with having the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Now, people wonder all the time, well, why does this nation or that nation or this country or that country worry so much about who our president is? I mean, let's face it, at the end of the day, They may be technically the leader of the free world, but they're not a king or a dictator. They can't just do everything. You have to have cooperation from the rest of Congress, which apparently seems to be almost at a stalemate and has been for years and is a problem that we definitely need to figure out. And it definitely will be talking about it a lot more because it is a huge problem. And I think people need to be held accountable. It's the ultimate way to get to be a multimillionaire and own three homes. Right, Bernie? You don't ever really put anything out there that anybody's going to agree with. You just sit there collecting a paycheck from America's hardworking people and then go stomp around every four years and tell everybody how you want to destroy it all and how you're the greatest thing in the world. Although, I think the best news for all of us is he is almost 80, so we may not have to hear about it much longer. Thank God for that. You know, you see these things day in and day out. They flash across everybody's screen and everything else. And everybody's like, well, this poll says this and this poll. And so many people are like, man, why are all these polls different and weird? And why does this one say this? And then, you know, of course, the last election, um, we found out how flawed they really were. But the whole idea 
that you could trust any one of these polls to tell you anything is absurd. And the reason it's absurd is because just like they bring somebody on and go, well, this is a professional pollster. Wow. The hell is that? You need to be educated and you had to be a professional to go and ask people to get their opinion on something. Seems odd. Doesn't seem that hard at all. I hope we didn't charge them too much for schooling to go and ask someone a question and then document the answer. But that's not what professional polling is about. Not even close. Being a professional pollster just means you can get the answer that they want and whoever is asking for the poll. That is where the education comes in. But still, it doesn't take a rocket scientist say to say, well, if we want this to look good, then we'll talk to all the people or most of the people that believe this way and these people really don't. So we won't ask them, not too many of them, and we'll ask all these people. And then it looks like this side wins. It happens over and over a million times a day. Now, polls are very different from statistics. Let's make this clear. They talk about them as if there are statistics. Statistics don't lie. Those numbers don't lie. They literally take everything that happens, said this, how, this is how many times this happened, this is how many times this happened. But they've got to a point where they want to make the opinion poll as rock solid as a statistic. And it's not. And I hope most people do realize that. That literally, if I want to make it look like everybody in the country is going to vote for Bernie Sanders, I just go to a Bernie rally, ask all them what they think, and then on the way home, grab a couple people along the street and say, well, 90% of the people said they like Bernie, so that's where we're going. The problem is with the persuasion of it. Because people start to reevaluate things. They go, hey, wait a second. I really like what you're saying. Everybody likes this guy. Well, maybe I should like this guy. It's a terrible thing. It's what every business in America does every day with advertising. I mean, they don't make an ad that says their stuff really sucks. Even if it does, because nobody would buy it. And the more times you see it, the odds are that you're going to try it. And the more times you see it, the better you think it is because the way our mind works, nobody could keep pushing a product that doesn't work. Same idea. It's just, you can. If you're someone, say, Mini Mike, who has billions of dollars, he can keep forcing it down your throat long after the election's over. So the whole idea that these polls are somehow fact or somehow a statistic is an aberration. These people don't get paid for being great at being pollsters. They get paid for being great at getting the answer that whoever wants the poll is asking. And whatever you want the poll to say. And that's why they are professionals. So every time you see one of these, like I've said many times, you take both sides somewhere in the middle is the truth. Now do I think that most of the country wants to be in a socialist state where they're paying 45 to 65 percent of their income into the government while the government controls their workplace their health care their energy no i think a lot of people would start to bear arms that don't bear arms now and it would be a very very dark and bloody day before that happens so why promote it You have to have two sides in an election, and that's what they have right now. And it's a dumpster fire. So, where do we go? Well, it's pretty obvious. For the next four years, I think we're going to be fine. And like I've said many times, I don't think that's where the issue is. Where my issue lies is what happens after those four years. Who comes in? Who can keep these kind of ideas going or are the small group of radical left going to start becoming the mainstream because that's what I really worry about ideas like that can actually lead to some kind of conflicts 
Now, it was really funny to me. I saw right after the 2016, people were coming up how there was going to be a new civil war and all this, all because Trump won, which I thought was the most ludicrous, silly thing I'd ever heard of in my life. Because, let's face it, the reason a lot of the conservatives, the older, more right-wing conservatives didn't like him is because he wasn't that crazy conservative. And the people on the left didn't like him because he's not really a liberal. What he is, is what a whole lot of people are. And that's what they hate, is he does kind of fall where a lot of Americans. Now, income-wise, he doesn't. But attitude-wise, he does. Mentally, he does. And that's where there's a problem. And that's why you have these crazy extremists fighting so hard and loud and flipping out is because they really don't like America. Apparently, they don't like most of the people in America. Plus, they want to keep relevant. And the problem is when most of the people around you think you're a whack job, it's hard to stay relevant. It's hard to keep on air and it's hard to sell stuff and hard to get people to keep listening to you if most of them think you're a nut job. But they sell fear and they sold it well for a while. I mean, there was a lot of movements that got started, but they quickly kind of fell into the background and now here it is again. There are rallies everywhere. People are showing up. And I don't have a huge doubt that Trump will win and be president for the next four years. But it's the time after that that really does worry me. What really needs to happen is the Democratic Party, as it stands today, needs to disappear. And it's not about freedom and freedom of speech and everything else because they hate freedom of speech and they definitely don't want you to have that much freedom. So I don't really see them as an alternate view. I see them as un-American. I see them as an invading force in some ways. Now I'm talking about the extreme. I'm not talking about all Democrats. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about these crazy extremes, the Bernies. The that crazy left wing that we've got going on, the AOCs, the Pelosi's, those people are so out of touch that it they really aren't relevant. They keep yelling and screaming and doing all this to try to stay relevant in a fast eroding populace because the populace doesn't agree or sick of hearing it. We don't want to follow you. The best way is to stop voting for them. That would be the best way. Now, there are many issues that will continue to come up, and I will be addressing them throughout the whole process and and continue on with even after the election, talking about all the different issues, just like like I said, the new way forward. I want to do some more reading on it if I can stomach it, because it is such a absolute absurd idea. And just like the Green New Deal, which is just a abomination as well the fact that people are arrogant enough to say that you even stop ranching cattle because it's so bad for the environment although none of these people seem to have any issue with china that is a huge concern for me now one big issue they have with trump is the fact that he has been pushing back against china and screwing us over in trade which that's where it comes down to funny part is a whole lot of these billionaires that people bitch about so much have been created from Chinese businesses. Now, one way that current president has been trying to effectively end this is by bringing things back to the U S because if you can do business there, avoid paying tax either place and make things extremely cheaply 
because of things like socialism and communism and sell them with no tariff to the U.S., then obviously you're going to make an insane amount of money. So that's what people have been doing. And saying people don't deserve to have billions of dollars is quite absurd. I mean, I would like to have a billion dollars, and I'm sure most of the people that ever turn on and listen to this would definitely like to have a billion dollars. The idea that people just inherit this, and it has bothered me. I heard somebody the other night literally ask Bloomberg, "Do you should you have that much money? Well, he earned it. And the whole idea that the only way to earn money is going out and doing manual labor, well, that's just silly. We all know that's silly. But what is the insidious part behind that? When someone like a Bernie starts saying, well, the workers made all that money. Well, I mean, in some cases, yeah, of course they work and help earn the money. But the whole idea behind an owner of a business is they take all the risk. They pay for everything. They buy everything. They put the infrastructure in place. They then work to sell the product or service. They build bigger and bigger and spend money and take huge risks. And as we all know, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Also, the bigger the risk. They forget that part. They forget that usually someone who gets to a billion dollars has lost a fortune many times over before they make it. They leave out that part. They leave out the part that it takes a whole lot of guts, a whole lot of things to get there. Now, I'm not saying that I like Bloomberg. Mini Mike is definitely not high on my list. I think the guy is a moron. The fact that he has a billion dollars makes me think he has billions of dollars makes me think that hey there's still hope for me because if that guy can make that many billions of dollars it can't really be that hard maybe instead of him talking about how dumb everybody else is maybe we should realize how dumb he is and maybe we should start seeing that yeah everybody could do it in some form or fashion but that being aside the idea that the u.s is so terrible when it comes to carbon emissions and all these things that we need to gut our economy and lock down everyone and be under government rule to figure out how to be greener is absolutely absurd because even if we somehow got to zero emissions if the climate is really getting screwed up by carbon emissions well china's going to do it for everyone but you don't hear any of these people talking about doing anything to China. Why not? Because they're scared of them. They're terrified of them or they're working for them. Someone like Bloomberg, oh, he is definitely tied. He's not going to do anything to them because that's his billions. He's definitely not going to say anything against them. Hell, he even had the, the leaders of China to his own home. And he still can't figure out that they're a dictatorship. So I don't know really what more to say about that. And Bernie, Bernie's a communist. He's a socialist communist. He loves these people. He thinks it's great that you can get a huge, vast amount of population to set toil and sweat to build up the government because that's what Bernie wants to do. He wants the government to run and own everything so he can make his own little China. And these people are nuts. And these people are never getting elected president. I mean, I heard people going nuts in 2016 talking about how radical Donald Trump's ideas were. His ideas weren't radical. They are what most of the population feels on a daily basis. The left just hasn't figured out that we're tired of hearing about political correctness and we're tired of whatever cause you dug up this week. We want to get back to just being us. Like I said to begin this episode, stop giving everyone labels so you can tell them that they are oppressed. Why don't you just try to work on the whole and the smaller things will take care of themselves, especially if you don't single them out day after day. Can we do more things 
to make things better for everyone? Yes. And there's a lot of people working to do that. There's a lot of programs and things that are going on right now to do that. Like criminal justice reform. And the fact that the unemployment numbers for all Americans are at the lowest they've been since they started keeping records. Those are the kind of things that they called radical and crazy and that we were all going to be in the nuclear holocaust within a year. Well, we're not. We're actually in a huge boom that is growing. And so I don't really think that crazy Bernie is going to be able to come in, blow it all up and take us all into a socialist communist downfall. I really don't. The problem is, where do these ideas start and where can they stop? We have to stop them. We have to stop the absurdity of all these things over and over. Yes, none of us want the U.S. to look bad or look unfair. But at the same time, the world is unfair. And much of the rest of the world would not tolerate any of these things actions either especially when it comes to immigration and I've had a thought about this for a long time I thought what if we took a whole bunch of Americans maybe a hundred thousand at a time and just started entering other countries and saying hey we're here what do you have free we're going to just take up residency and as soon as these countries or even make it even better why don't we start going to these people's neighborhoods and all move in and I'm not talking about just the upper middle class talking about everybody let's take the crazy guy down the street that talks to himself and pushes a cart and let's grab everybody from all walks of life start rolling into places like say where biden lives or where warren lives or maybe where pelosi lives and just start living life sit on the streets walk in their yards just do whatever and then when they complain about it say no We're illegals. We're dreamers. We want to be here. We want to take your yard. And I believe very, very quickly these people would change their mind and look like the hypocrites that they so definitely are. Because it's not about keeping people from immigrating to the U.S. or being a part of an American society. It's about taking a group of people that are doing it the wrong way and they're doing it just to game the system and to take advantage of all the advantages that is an American citizen without giving or paying into that system and without going through the proper steps necessary and there is a reason for it and I've said it before there's a reason for it Do you know why China is a cesspool? China is a cesspool because they have one and a half, almost one and a half billion people. We have about 350 million. We have to keep a certain number to keep all of our statistics, not polls, going in the right direction. To do that, you have to strike a balance. The other is safety. It's much easier for someone to come here illegal undocumented, steal, rob, do whatever, and then take back off. Why is that a problem? I shouldn't have to say why that's a problem. It's an obvious problem. So all these ideas are very radical and very ridiculous. And like I've said, most Americans are never, ever going to agree with them. But the idea of shaming everyone into agreeing with them is their plan and is their ploy And they gain some traction from time to time because other crazies like them take it on and try to beat you over the head with it. But it is time to stop watching and listening to this stuff. It's not that you don't need other opinions. You're going to hear them anyway. And by now we've heard probably every alternate and radical opinion there probably is. So I think we're pretty full up on them. And I'm not, this is not going back to the idea of right and left. We're not talking about mainstream anything. I'm talking about the very fringes. No more do we give people that are white supremacists TV shows and huge primetime networks to spew. 
we shouldn't do it for the crazy left either. And that is my problem. You know what would be great is if you heard about the crazy stuff the way you used to. When you saw someone like Crazy Bernie out in some weird obscure magazine and then you'd see some crazy Nazi skinhead on the other side and you just looked at both of them and said, wow, these are the nut jobs. This is what you don't want to be, kids. But we've propped and supported the one crazy so much. This crazy ideas and how these people are getting elected, I don't know. Like I said before, maybe a lot of it is the free stuff and we're going to do all this free new cool stuff, but it's not new ideas. It's Marxism, which is much, much older than the United States. It's not a new or polished idea. It's ideas that have been tried many times and failed many times. And it's time to put it to bed. I'm tired of hearing about it and I'm sure most other people are too. It's just nauseating tired of hearing about it but the whole point comes back to this you only give these people ammunition as long as you're obsessed with labeling everything and don't get me wrong these people aren't trying to help all these people they're using them they're weaponizing it to try to gain power and that power ends with common sense and rationale just be rational Now, it's easier said than done when you're inundated 23 out of 24 hours a day with the most crazy leftist ideas, which is what you have to start tuning out. Just tune it out. Because the more it gets tuned out, the less people buy ads on it, and it starts to go away. There'll always be these crazy voices out there. And I'm not saying we're going to make it illegal or lock them up. I'm saying just stop buying advertising so not all of us have to hear it 24 hours a day. But that'll be enough for this episode of Eric's America. Always remember to like, download, and leave a review. Send me messages. I want to start reading those and getting some more reaction from people to see what everybody thinks. But until the next episode, remember this is no agenda, just America. <laughs>